0: This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Screaming Measles, a kazoo band inspired by the bubonic plague. Instead, it's sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. Can't imagine fitting another appointment in your life? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. No commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash Sideways and use the code Sideways to get $45 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Sideways and Talkspace.com slash Sideways.
2: sideways.
3: Hi there, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways I am Joe, joined as always by Steve And Devin And we've got another cool mystery to talk about this week We're going to talk about the very strange death of prosecutor Jonathan Luna Yeah Yeah, interesting case this one mm-hmm. It really, it's it's,
0: got, it's, uh, a, it's a twisty turning one for what a, appears yeah. to be so
3: simple on the outside Yeah, it's uh, it's still confounding people 15 years later the case is still open There's still a reward out for mm-hmm. information uh, before I get uh, into our story, though, I want to just give a shout-out to our listeners. Uh, several people suggested this, including Robert, Stan, Judith, and Monique, and probably a few others. Um, Always. It's, yeah, we've had it on our radar for a long time here at TSP HQ. So let's start our story. Our story begins on the morning of Thursday, December 4th, 2003, 5.30 a.m. Jonathan Luda, federal prosecutor, was found dead in a ditch in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Just south of the Pennsylvania Turnpike.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: His body was face down in a very small creek. He had been stabbed thirty six times with a small knife. And also had what was described as a traumatic wound on the right side of his head. Yeah. So, okay, there we go. We so got theories. our body. Yeah, theories. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're now in, a hurry.
0: in competition for who can do the shortest thing before we get to theories.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe won. Yeah. Uh, Okay, before we start uh, telling all the great, gory details, I want to talk a little bit about Jonathan Luna. Uh, He was 38 years old, an assistant U.S. attorney at the Baltimore, Maryland office. Uh, He was married. His wife was a doctor. They had been married for 10 years. They had two kids. They had a townhouse in a suburb just southwest of Baltimore. And uh, Luna was actually kind of uh, from humble beginnings. He was born and raised in the South Bronx, New York, Mm -hmm. kind of a tough neighborhood, and, uh, but he was always kind of uh, a vocation into school, unlike a lot of his classmates and got himself through law school, passed the bar, had several different attorney jobs until he got this, what I have heard is a really good job at the U.S. attorney's office. Apparently it's, it's a, considered to be a great opportunity. It's
0: pretty high up the ladder. It yeah. is.
3: Yeah. So he'd done well for himself, considering where he came from. So he'd been doing that job for several years, but unfortunately, it all came to an end on the morning of December fourth, two thousand three. Jonathan Luna's body was found behind a well drilling business on—I'm uh, not going to name them because poor guys—they probably got enough phone calls about this one. i <laughs> am I'm i I'm not—but they—they were on uh, located on Dry Tavern Road which is less than 1,000 feet south of the Pennsylvania Turnpike uh, and just on the sort of eastern edge of the town of Denver, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Tire tracks indicated that Luna had driven onto the property and passed the building, parked behind the building for a little period of time, and then from there the car was driven further west to the end of the site and into this sort of creek-slash-ditch at the rear of the property. Mm. And they call it a creek, but, you know, and I guess it is a very tiny little creek. And it um,
0: wasn't as if the car had driven into the ditch. No. You just kind of
3: yeah. tipped over the edge and, and front, stopped. Front tires kind of went over the edge. Yeah, the engine was still running. The car was not, you know, wrecked or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jonathan Luna's body was found below the car, face down in the water. Driver's side door and the fender were smeared with blood. Uh, there was blood inside the car, including some on the floor on the back seat of the car. Mm-hmm.
0: A fair amount from I heard different that places a, I've read.
3: like a pool of blood back there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the blood in the back seat, of course, led law enforcement to wonder if perhaps Luna had been abducted, maybe forced to lay down in the back of the car for a while. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, he was uh, well dressed. He was dressed in a business suit, tie, black overcoat. Uh, his wallet was still in his pocket, there were $20 bills strewn about the inside of the car. Uh, so robbery did not appear to be a motive in this particular crime, but it did, and you know, frankly, look like a murder. Yeah. yeah. Although, oddly, when the autopsy results came back, it turned out that Jonathan Luna had died from drowning and not from being stabbed 36 times, wow. which is kind of odd when you think about it.
0: But you can yeah. dr- you can drown in an inch of water. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's possible, and this yeah. is an
3: example of it. Yeah, well, you know, he, he would have died of his wounds probably. But it was just the water got him first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going
1: to say, it's pretty easy to drown when you've been stabbed so much that you're just dying from, from blood loss. Uh, yeah,
3: good point that <laughs> yeah. too he, you're just, maybe, If you've totally could've... passed
1: out, you've lost so much blood And you're just laying face down in a creek Pretty mm-hmm. easy way to drown
3: mm-hmm. That's a good point Well, so uh, how did he get to that point? Let's start at the beginning uh, the, the last time, the last night he was seen alive The night before, December 3rd He was at home working Uh, He'd been prosecuting a drug trafficking case, and on the third day of the trial, he had decided to cut a plea agreement with the defendants. There were two of them in this case. He was writing up these agreements, one for each, uh, so they could have them ready in court the next morning. He left his house around 11 p.m. and went into the office. uh, He didn't live very far away. Not that far away, no. Uh, Pretty quick. I mean, actually, he was really close to a major road slash freeway that dumped out right downtown near his Mm -hmm. office. Uh, And then after that, he left his office at 11.38 p.m. He left his glasses and his cell phone on his desk, which is considered odd by a lot of people. On his
1: desk at work?
3: At work, yeah. Um, uh, It's believed that he needed his glasses for driving, although I'm not sure how badly he needed his glasses for driving, apparently, because he did actually some driving that night, and apparently he... Did just fine, so I don't think he needed him all that bad.
0: Hmm. It might have been yeah. like, uh, so my wife wears glasses, but she doesn't need them all the time. Yeah. but she really likes to have her glasses at night yeah. because it helps cut down the uh, the glare and and that and you know makes it easier to understand road signs. Oh yeah, but yeah. she can still drive. Oh, I can drive She's just Careful yeah. about it. It's I, not I, as I, if she was, you know, it's not as if he was blind as a bat without them.
3: No, no, exactly. I mean, I uh, I I don't have to wear my glasses when I drive, but it, especially at night, I do prefer it to you because oh, no, we otherwise... prefer you do too. Yeah. yeah, probably. No, it's just a, it's really a pain to try to read signs after dark, you know, without your glasses on. Oh, anyway, back to the, enough of that. But also, the phone is considered odd by people. That's that's people who are posting on Reddit in the year twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen when people and they can't, can't
0: imagine being away from their phone. Uh-huh.
3: Find... Yeah, this yeah. was yeah, this was two thousand three when this happens. People weren't as you know as married to their phones, so I don't put a lot of weight on that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, obviously, the police were interested in knowing where. Jonathan Luna went between 11.38 p.m. when he left his office and 5.30 a.m. when his dead body is discovered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So naturally. Uh, they checked, uh, of course, bank and credit card, debit card records, and also toll road receipts because there's a lot of toll roads on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. We have yeah. none out here in the West, but they're just all we over the We have place. toll
0: bridges, and that's about it. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, And,
1: and even those are few and far between. Yeah, They kind
3: of are, yeah. yeah.
1: Actually, and, we California has tolls.
0: Yeah. yeah, California is chucked full of tolls, and but
1: Oregon doesn't. That's why they have no. better
0: roads than we do,
3: though.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah,
3: Our roads are sure. crap. Yeah,
1: but they have a uh, they have easy passes.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's that's a, that's what people do because otherwise, if you have to stop and actually give some change to a guy, oh my god, yeah. what a nuisance. Yeah. Oh, that, that, I'm that, oh, yeah. crap, I'm I'm fifty cents short. Yeah, which yeah. means waiting in line and stuff. So yeah. they have easy passes. You just sail through. The it's just check a little
1: thing. like electronic. Thing easy, and it they, you know, yeah. links up to the thing yeah. and it. Wireless. You know, yeah. and they do some places. They do them by um, license plate anymore too. Oh, oh yeah, because the idea. cameras
3: can read them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're reading your license plate all the time anyway. anyway yeah. So yeah. And of course, the for, for mentioning that because it turns out Jonathan Luna had one in his car.
2: Yeah. He had an I Easy Pass.
3: Expect. Yeah. And so between uh, bank records and his Easy Pass records, uh, they were able to reconstruct his little journey. Uh, and I'm not going to give you the whole timeline, but, but you can find it online if you really want to see it. It's in a lot of different places. Uh, the brief version is he left Baltimore, drove northeast across Maryland to Delaware, uh, made his way to Newark, Delaware, where he took 200 bucks out of an ATM, and, and then from there it appears he continued uh, into maybe New Jersey, then off over to Philadelphia, headed northwest to the town of King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Well, nice name, by the way. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I don't know if he lived there. You call it K.O.P.? <laughs> what do you call yourselves? <laughs> do you just call it King or Prussia. What do you call yourselves? In, in, in King Royalty. Prussia? That's what you yeah. call yourself. Your Highness. Yeah. So
0: he, but he bought gas there.
3: Yeah, he thought there's a there's a little a little thing right off the turnpike. There's not even a formal exit. There's just a gas station right there. Bought gas, uh, also a snack and a soda and paid with his, either debit, I think it's debit card. And uh, from there he continued west on the turnpike to exit 286, which is just on sort of the eastern edge of Denver, and uh, passed through a toll booth. Denver, Pennsylvania. Yeah, excuse me, Denver, Pennsylvania.
0: When when there is a town that is the same name as a major town somewhere else, it can get confusing, so just want to make sure. It's Denver, PA.
3: Yeah, it is Denver, PA. Yeah, it's interesting too. He also went to Newark, Delaware. I never even knew until I researched the story there was in Newark, Delaware. Yeah.
0: Nobody yeah. else knew either, even the people that live there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: At that point he got off the exit, he had to pass through a toll booth and pay and, and there he presented a paper ticket. And this is this is one thing that happened, is he was using his easy pass when he started his little journey, but then he switched to cash for some reason.
0: Hmm. I would wonder if maybe it's because his easy pass only has a certain range. You know they're only good in certain. You remember, certain so you remember maybe. here TriMet, the 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 rail system. They used to have zones. Yeah, and you could pay for zone one, zone one and two, or zone one, two and three when you bought things. And, and I, I think wonder that's if they how did...
1: easy passes were.
0: Well, but I'm wondering if maybe it he was in some weird government paid program that only yeah. allowed him a certain radius.
3: Uh, God, Who knows?
0: Know. It's probably not that
3: important. Or maybe he just didn't want people knowing where he went. I yeah. don't know. But... And
1: here's a question too. Is You know, most of these things would have cameras attached to them. Is it confirmed that he is the one who, you know, went and took $200 out that, you know, did all these Mm -hmm. little things?
3: Uh, Not necessarily. You know, obviously they checked the camera in the uh, ATM, and I've heard two versions of this. One says it wasn't working, period. And the other one, the camera? yeah, Yeah, in the ATM. The other one I heard is that it was working. And that uh, he had nobody, nobody with him, mm. and he appeared calm and normal and uninjured. Mm. So, you know, two, you know, two versions of the same thing. Uh, so I don't know. And then the only other place they were able to find footage was at that gas station that he stopped at in King of Prussia, and their camera was working, but he never appears on film there. Mm. So somehow he managed to evade that camera. I don't know if intentionally, probably just accidentally. It just yeah. wasn't quite pointing in the right direction. So yeah, they didn't uh, really have any footage of that. There, there were also a couple of employees at that gas station who remembered him, or at least they said they did, and they said there was nothing odd going on with him. Uh, oh, but anyway, he, as I said, he left the turnpike at exit 286, uh, and then he circled back on the south side of the Pennsylvania turnpike, went back eastward until he got to Dry Tavern Road. Interesting name, Dry Tavern. And and then from there... The worst kind ever. Yeah, I know. What's the point, Right. Yeah. But then he goes north and turns on to the property of the, the drilling place. And, you know, we know what the rest is. He, you know, is stabbed by somebody or something, and he so dies. The weird, and
0: but the weird thing about the timeline of his night is it took him roughly three hours to arrive uh, on dry, uh, dry Tavern Road. Mm-hmm. It's dry Tavern, right? Yeah, Dry yeah. Tavern Road. He
3: took a roundabout route, yeah.
0: Right, but if you map the route that he took, it's about an hour and a half drive when there's no yeah. traffic. So there's a lot of unaccounted time there. And I think that's one yeah. of the things that gives a lot of people pause is what was he doing in the other hour and a half?
3: Well yeah, there is there is a chunk of time there which is like I mean a lot of that stuff that he was well, we caught him here going using his easy pass. We saw the ATM here. So that's kind of accounted for because I mean it would have taken him about that long to get from A to B. But there is that one little patch where it's about an hour or so, hour and a half maybe even, of just totally unaccounted time. Right. They don't know where he was or what he was doing. Exactly. Which, you know, he, he may well just have been driving around still. Or maybe he stopped off to buy drugs, buy a gun. I mean, Who knows? See a movie? I mean, I, we don't know. So the, so the local authorities, which would be the Lancaster County Coroner's Office, uh, ruled the case a homicide. Based on their autopsy results, Mm -hmm. again, there were 36 stab wounds, so that is kind of suspicious. Plus, there was that head wound, and they don't say, I mean, they they haven't actually released a lot of information. The case is still open. Yeah. So, that means a lot of this stuff is still unavailable. So, when they say head wound, I don't know what that means. He was hit with a rock, a baseball bat, a crowbar. If he fell down, yeah. You don't know. I mean, we just don't know exactly the nature of that wound. Um, so it sounds like it's notable. Most of the stab wounds were very shallow. In fact, you know, almost all of them, they were what they call pricks, just little teeny stabs. Um, Mm -hmm. and so not really deep stabs at all. Uh, but four of them were pretty deep. Um, only one could really be called fatal, which was a stab in the neck that partially severed one of Jonathan Luna's carotid arteries. Mm
0: -hmm. Those are pretty important major major, Major thoroughfares for blood.
3: So if Luna had not drowned, then certainly he would have bled out from this wound anyway. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And as for the 32 stab wounds that weren't deep, these could be interpreted two different ways. One is torture. Somebody's just stabbed him a lot, just out of sheer Cutting sadism him. or something. Or the other way you can interpret them is, is hesitation marks, which we've talked about before. Because um, they're those shallow wounds that suicidal people make before they finally work up the will to make that final deep cut you know Mm -hmm. 32
1: seems like a lot though
3: it's a lot yeah typically from what i've heard uh, there's usually no more than maybe 10 hesitation marks in a typical suicide so Mm -hmm. 32 is a hell of a lot uh so that's odd that would argue kind of for torture wouldn't it Mm -hmm. you would think uh, and then also there was the presence of defensive wounds, or maybe not. There was a leak from a federal law enforcement agent uh, that to a reporter that his hands were all, all slashed up and everything. Mm-hmm. Although it turns out apparently that's not true. The, the medical examiner said that uh, all the stabs were basically around his chest, shoulders, neck.
0: See, now well, there's you gave us that article that was, uh, what, Mr. Luna's Midnight Ride? Yeah. yeah. And the guy who wrote that wrote some other articles chasing this story and said that he actually talked to the mortician that dealt with the body. and said that the cuts on the hands were so much that they had first tried to stitch him together Uh for the the funeral. Hmm. And in the end, for the viewing, they had to put his hands in gloves because they were just so sliced up, Uh they couldn't stitch it closed and hide it. Yeah. So that would lead one to believe that they're actually cut up more. Yeah. And that person also indicated that the cuts on his back, because there were cuts on his neck and his shoulders,
3: Uh Uh-huh.
0: They were more uh, around the middle of his back, kind of near his shoulder blades, out what appeared to be out of reach of what a person could normally reach. You know how you get that itch between your shoulder blades mm-hmm. and you can't get it? Oh, that's
3: the only place where I get itches. Yes, it but like. that's, yeah.
0: they, they indicated that there were cuts back there. So that's why I uh-huh. question the the wounds weren't as bad as uh-huh. as they were, but...
3: Uh, I've, I've seen credible, very credible sources that say that all that is hoo-ha. I mean, uh-huh. There's another, another claim that his, his scrotum was slashed, and, and I've heard, uh, but, but then the best, it seems like the best sources I've seen just say that it was 36, or just around, in places that were not impossible for him to reach if he had self-inflicted the wounds. Mortician's also
0: the one who yeah. talked about the scrotum having yeah. several that... Yeah. Did not appear to be anything that a man would normally do to himself.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, typically that's that's not a place we go to. Uh, so I, I I've got to say that's that's kind of up in the air for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, it, it really is. I mean, obviously, if he has a stab wound like you know between his shoulder blades where he could not possibly have reached, that sort of changes things. It does. You know, it really does. But so we're just going to have to like be agnostic on that particular one, I think. Okay. So based on our crime scene uh, and the wounds and the evidence of his very long unexplained car ride, it looked like, you know, at first blush that Luna had been abducted perhaps and then murdered. Mm-hmm. But then evidence from the car and the crime scene didn't totally support that theory. Actually, not at all. There was, There was nothing found in the car. There was a partial fingerprint that was unidentifiable and a little bit of blood that didn't belong to Jonathan Luna. Those were found in the car, but that was it. And other than that, there was no evidence that anybody other than Luna had been in the car. No DNA or hair or fingerprints or footprints or anything and but so,
1: most of the blood wasn't also at the crime scene right i mean most of the blood was in the car
3: uh yeah most of the blood was in the car uh i, I assumed there was a little there was some on the ground and, and you like know, near in creek, him you know but
1: it was the evidence wasn't that somebody had walked up to him there and stabbed him 36 times and he had stumbled down mm-hmm. right at like, the creek bed yeah, yeah. no
3: no yeah right. no, no evidence for that no right. no evidence that somebody had been in the car with him either right so yeah, that would be unfortunate, you know, to be out on your cruise and just go to this total place where you'd never expect to see anybody, and there's Mr. Serial Killer waiting mm-hmm. for you. On the other hand, there was no murder weapon there. Yeah. Which would argue, which would kind of argue for murder, because, you know, a murder, you would expect, would take it away with him, right? And no yeah. murder weapon there. It would
1: also explain why most of the blood was, like, in the back of the car, not in the driver's seat.
3: That would that would maybe be an indicator, yeah. But, let's assume assuming for a second that it was murder, then what would the motive be? And of course, a lot of people wondered, federal prosecutor, did it have something to do with this job? Maybe. So uh, we'll talk a little bit here about his last case because it's kind of relevant, I think. This is the trial for which he was writing up the plea agreements on his last evening. There were a couple of guys, Deion Smith, Walter Poindexter, uh, on federal trial for drug possession and trafficking. And this case wasn't going as well as it could have for, for Luna, which is why he was cutting this plea deal. And, you know, people have wondered, could his death have had something to do with this trial, for example, because these two defendants were drug traffickers. Uh, One of them was facing the death penalty. Hmm. Yeah. People were thinking, did it have something to do with these guys? And and their lawyers actually poo-pooed the idea because they said... Of course. well, naturally, but actually they make a good argument for this because I mean, it said that basically these guys were on the verge of getting a really sweet plea deal that actually was very favorable to them. And so they weren't, they were actually happy. Mm-hmm. So that that might rule them out. I don't know. Uh, but then again, he was a prosecutor, so he would put other people away. So maybe somebody else was That's angry. That's what he did for a
0: living. Yeah. yeah
3: so maybe somebody else was angry. Um, but of course, all that stuff was looked into and probably his most, most dangerous psychotic Cases and people like that were all looked at. Uh, They found no evidence to to link anybody to it. Uh, At the investigation ground on, about six or so weeks after the murder, a small pen knife was found in the mud of the creek where his body had been found. So, hey, that's progress. And police say that they believe it was Luna's. Uh, They won't say whether it has blood or fingerprints on it. Uh, And they also don't say why they've concluded it was Luna's knife. I don't know if they showed it to his wife or...
0: Or if it had his initials carved in it,
3: that could be that could be it <laughs> yeah. too. I, I have no idea. So again, well, one of the, one of these days when they close this case and we can look at these records, we might find out. But along about this time, this is along about uh, February 2004, uh, as the case grinds on. Of course, it attracted a lot of press attention on the East Coast. Wait, which
0: case? Jonathan Luna's
3: case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because not... you started. What oh, I talked about Dion and and Poinda yeah, and so clarify, and we
0: are still talking yeah. about we're back the Luna to talking case. about the
3: Luna case. I just wanted to talk about it a little bit, and I'll talk a bit, a bit more about Smith and Poindexter in their case here in a minute. But around this time, leaks from law enforcement began to appear in the media. Uh, it turns out they had found that uh, Luna had a profile on at least one internet dating website. OK, so, Cupid, so. probably. Yeah, I know. <laughs> grinder tinder what was
1: the one Uh, ashley madison yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) probably that one
3: yeah uh or date.com so naturally that this raised the possibility that maybe he got uh murdered by some very sketchy woman that he met online uh, or her significant other or maybe that too that always raises that possibility um and they also found out that he had about 25000 bucks in debt from a couple of credit cards and a second mortgage. Hmm. So, you know, $25,000, and that's not chicken feed. Hmm. Although, I guess for a guy making his wage, maybe it's not a life-ending deal either. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I yeah. imagine
0: he was pretty well compensated in that position. Yeah, Probably.
1: but here's the thing about that is I also feel like I would like to make that assumption, but if you have that much money, you pay your car, your debt off. Yeah. You know, you usually, not That's... always, not always. Certainly, there are people who are irresponsible, but if it was well within his means to pay off that debt, it's likely he would have been making a dent in it. If in he's the kind of
0: guy that leaves the house at 11 o'clock at night and goes to the office and then leaves the office at midnight to come back home because he had to go do more work, he may have just those kind of details. Just didn't matter. Maybe. Let it be on the minimum payment. I'll take care of it eventually until yeah, it maybe. piles up it and, he's, and then he's got an OS moment. Yeah. And, you know, a, a branded Suddenly moment. And then he takes it. care
3: of it.
1: Well, maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe his wife usually took care of money stuff. Yeah.
3: Maybe. I don't know. Speaking of his wife, oh, by the way, uh, he, it turns out he also had at least one credit card that she didn't know about. Yep. Yeah. Which is not mm-hmm. a don't good Don't we all? Sign. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm telling your wife. Yeah.
0: I, I have bank accounts that woman doesn't know about, oh. but don't uh, tell her. Yeah.
3: She doesn't We're gonna listen to, doesn't listen right to the podcast, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank God. Ho- That's the other reason I'm spilling the beans here. Hopefully nobody that she knows listens.
0: And I, d- I don't have an insurance policy on her, though. No, not You're
3: at not? all. Okay, not at all. Not at all. yeah. I do. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, what else? Oh yeah, uh and I don't know how, how how hanky this is. Apparently he'd taken uh a lot of unexplained trips to Philadelphia and he took four just in the month before he died. Hmm. Nobody really knows why he did that. Ashley Madison. Yeah. That could be. Uh and there was one. He actually thing. had
0: met a woman named Ashley Madison and was mm. going to visit her. Not the dating website, yeah. he just met an actual person. Well
1: God. if you're gonna have a dating website, I mean if you're going to be a skis and have a dating profile while you're married, it behooves you to have your dating profile, say you live in a different place uh-huh. yeah. so that if your wife for some reason also has a dating profile, oh, she's less likely shock? to find yeah. you yeah. or if she goes on to find you,
3: uh, you know, wouldn't that be rude, or, mm-hmm. and speaking of which, I'm sure there's got to be at least several women in America named Ashley Madison. There are. Oh I mean, How do they feel about it? I wonder. They
1: hate it. Oh, I
3: bet they do. Uh. Okay, where are we at? Either that or they they really are having a great time. Uh, Okay, there's one other thing I wanted to mention, which is a possible stressor in Luna's life, which is uh, the year before, in 2002, he was prosecuting a bank robbery case. And some cash was brought into the courtroom as evidence in three large plastic bags. And at the end of the day, Luna and an FBI agent had to take it to the, the vault, the evidence vault in the courthouse. Well, uh, Ten days later, it was discovered that one of those bags was missing, had $38,100 in it. There was a little scandal about that, made its way into the press, and uh, it, it everybody came under suspicion, including Luna, even the judge was interviewed by the FBI, the FBI being federal courthouse, FBI jurisdiction, yep. so they were investigating this, the investigation was still ongoing, and they, had, at this point, had no suspects, they were polygraphing everybody, and according to leaks from law enforcement, uh, he was about Luna was about to get polygraphed himself for this particular thing, and so that may have been a stressor in his life. Okay. Now, I personally don't think he stole the money. I mean, I but he
0: it... might be stressed that this is a giant screw up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And a, a black mark on his record.
3: Uh huh. Oh yeah. Well, he was the last person to be in possession, besides that F, that FBI agent. So yeah. And then one other law enforcement leak came out. It turns out that uh, law enforcement discovered that Luna had filled out an online application for a loan for about 30000 bucks in 2002, and apparently he canceled the application right about the time that the money disappeared. That looked a little suspicious. Hmm. And by the way, this is like all these leaks. so I guess I'll give away the game now. All these this leaks, in the eyes of some people, looked almost kind of concerted uh, almost as if law enforcement was trying to trash Luna's reputation mm. of course that doesn't intentional
0: quote-unquote leaks
3: yeah yeah that, that, that there could have been a motive and some sort of coordination behind these I'm not sure that that's we've never true. seen
0: that with a government operation before oh, never, never ever
3: yeah Along about this time, about early March, law enforcement began floating the possibility that he might have killed himself. Up to this point, everybody was sure it was murder, and now suddenly they're saying, maybe he killed himself. And there were stories in the press, uh, New York Times, Washington Post, right about this time, uh, including uh, quotes from famous pathologists like Dr. Henry Lee. You guys have all heard of him, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and one other guy who I forget stating that the, the the shallow prick marks from the knife probably were hesitation wounds. So let's sum up the, the theory there for suicide. He was deep in debt, marriage shaky, suspected of the theft of all this cash, which it, at the very least were going to damage his career probably, if there were suspicions about that. And I heard also that he and his boss didn't like each other. His boss really didn't like him, wanted to fire him, although the boss won't comment on it. He obviously right. was asked by reporters Smartly. about Smartly so was all this stuff enough to kill himself over? Well, I don't know. Not necessarily in my book. But there was one other thing that was going on uh, when he went on his last big ride. And that was, of course, we talked about the trial of Dion Smith and Walter Poindexter for heroin traffic. So, uh, and Walter Poindexter, by the way, was going to be tried later for a murder, mm-hmm. a drug-related murder. And Linda was also going to prosecute that. Uh, and this is serious stuff. Uh, Smith was looking at several decades in prison, Poindexter, death penalty. And so, big thing. Uh, Essentially, uh, Deion Smith was a mid-level drug supplier in Baltimore. Poindexter bought from him and used used that to supply his street-level guys, the guys on the corner. And he had a star dealer named Warren Grace. Warren got arrested, was facing huge amounts of time, and offered to turn to essentially squeal on... Will Smith and Poindexter become state's evidence. Yeah, essentially. So uh, the Baltimore PD turned it over to the FBI, the justice department. So there was an FBI agent named Steve Skinner who was running that. We're going to run him as an informant agent and Skinner, agent Skinner. Yeah. Like From the like, X files. Yeah. That's I know is that I, guy. I made the same association. right away. <laughs> I, I that poor guy. I'm sure he gets that constantly. <laughs> I, I found him on LinkedIn. I think he's still with the FBI uh, full head of hair. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, Luna was supervising this whole operation, and they, he dropped a couple of charges against Warren just to show his his goodwill. And then Warren agreed to be their informant against these two. He pleaded guilty to charges of possession and gun possession, also, and he was remanded to a halfway house until he was sentenced. Now, in the meantime, he's going to be there. He's going to be their snitch, and he's going to wear a wire and everything. And they had a written agreement. He was going to not use any guns and not engage in violence. He was going to not use drugs or sell drugs. Going to not leave the halfway house without FBI permission. Going to wear an ankle bracelet. And, of course, he broke every one of those rules. Every (laughs) single one of them. He was out, no time at all. He was out shooting up the neighborhood and selling drugs and all that stuff. Back
0: to his old habits.
3: Yeah, yeah. So he was, um, it's it's kind of ironic, you know, that that he was there. He was their special informant, and they were really overlooking all this stuff because he was wearing a wire and getting some good information on Smith and Poindexter. So, but but at some point, it seems to me like they got their priorities a little skewed because, I mean, here's Warren, who is at least as big a menace to society as these two guys are trying to put in jail. <laughs> and, they're, and they're kind of covering for him yeah. while they're trying to lock these other two guys up. It's it a two-for-one deal. Yeah, it's not yeah. good. No, it really wasn't a good situation. Anyway, Smith and Poindexter were arrested May 2003, both for heroin possession and trafficking. Of course, Walter Poindexter arrested for murder. That was the murder of a guy named Alvin Jones, drug-related, as I said. And it, it was decided they would be tried together for the drug charges, and then immediately right after that, Poindexter would be charged for the murder, Mm -hmm. also prosecuted by Jonathan Luna. Well, uh, the the trial for the drug charges began December 1st, 2003, which is just two days before Jonathan Luna's last ride. This case should have been a slam dunk for the prosecution. They had tons of audio tape of both Smith and Poindexter saying all kinds of incriminating things. And, of course, they had Warren Grace's testimony. Their star witness. Their star witness. But unfortunately for the prosecution, uh, Warren did not turn out to be as credible a witness as everybody had hoped. What? Yeah, believe it or not. Uh, And Jonathan Luna approached the defense team at lunchtime on Wednesday, December 3rd, and offered them a plea deal. And that's the one he was working on on the night that he disappeared. So this is what's going on in his life the day that he left Baltimore for his big long car ride. And did it have a bearing on him winding up dead? Well, maybe we got to talk about all that in our theories. But before we go to theories, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors.
0: This week's episode is sponsored by Warby Parker, purveyors of fine eyewear. So here's the deal with Warby Parker. Their glasses start at $95, that includes through the prescription lenses, and those lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings, which are great because I, like most people, wear glasses and I'm also in front of a computer so the anti-glare is awesome. For every pair you buy, by the way, a pair is distributed to someone in need. Now, Warby Parker is making buying glasses online easy and risk-free with their Try On Home program, which allows you to order five pairs of glasses, have them shipped directly to your door, where you get to try them on in the comfort of your own home and get, you know, your friends, your family, the mailman, the internet, if you're into that kind of thing, anybody can give you feedback on them. And you get to try those five frames for five days before sending them back using a prepaid return shipping label, which, of course, there's no obligation to buy anything it's a hundred percent free it is so easy that a cat can do it and by that i mean seriously a cat can do it i have a cat she's a ding dong i had order glasses just to prove a point i brought ginger cat in here i made her push the submit order button it worked perfectly so look at that and by the way i really do love my new warby parker glasses because they look good and they fit good i just look good Hey, so here's what you need to do. You need to head to com slash sideways to order your free home try-ons today. Choose the five frames you'd like to try on. Choose your favorite pair or pairs and have your prescription added to the order. And Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk-free because, you know, the shipping is free and it's all, it's just awesome. So visit warbyparker.com slash sideways to begin your home try-on experience today. And by the way, are you one of those cool people who has the iPhone X? If you do, you can get the Warby Parker app and use the Find Your Fit feature, which is this crazy thing where it uses the true depth cameras in the iPhone X to map your face and head and measure some facial feature things, and then it will recommend about 12 pairs of glasses from Warby Parker that would look great and fit your face. That process is seamless, and it only takes a couple of seconds. So again, go to WarbyParker.com slash Sideways and get your home try and experience started today.
3: And we're back. So uh, we've got three basic theories here. Uh, there were before but Chupy had an alibi for that night. So sorry Cheepy haters but yeah there it is.
0: Yeah he so, was working with Pinkertons that
3: day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah there were uh, the theories are it was murder or it was it murder was suicide. Yeah or it was other <laughs> Murder. <laughs> Or it was different murder. I apologize. Yeah, that. Just go ahead and keep <laughs> no. going. So it's, no. it's yeah. murder, murder or suicide. suicide, or maybe an accident. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it'd be an interesting accident. But still, there's a plausible, sort of plausible theory for an accident. So let's talk about murder first. We like murder the best, so we talk about it first. And law enforcement had three different sort of trains of thought they were following here. One is that, of course, murdered over his job, some vengeful ex-con, or perhaps somebody on trial right now you know, decided to have him whacked. Uh, or, second, maybe somebody he'd met online, they they pursued that line of thought. Or maybe he just happened to have the bad luck to run into a serial killer. Mm-hmm. He went out for a drive to clear his head, gather his yeah, stuff that,
0: that, one, that one, yeah. no. That well, one gets taped onto everything, and let's just oh, I know. not use that. <laughs> no, I'm ruling it
3: out because, first of all, I think a serial killer would have chosen a better weapon. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. The
0: penknife serial killer.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, as for the online dating stuff, well, they never found any any good leads or real evidence or suspects in that either. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't think I don't know exactly what he was up to. I mean, for all I know, law enforcement lied about the dating website stuff, or maybe it was, it was from back before he was married. That doesn't really make any sense. Nineteen ninety-three, maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, they've been <laughs> married
0: for quite a few years. Yeah.
3: yeah I don't know. Whatever. But uh, and that leaves revenge for a previous prosecution,
0: which is totally plausible.
3: It's plausible because he put a
0: lot of people away, and that pisses a lot of people off. It really yeah.
3: does. Although it would be kind of a coincidence that it that he happened to exact his revenge on the exact day that his career, Jonathan Luna's career, kind of hit a low point.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, but you know, yeah. but okay. So I will t- Still, I will object not... to that right now because we're using legal terminology yeah. and say that phrase because you could say that his. His career was kind of imploding for uh-huh. the year after that money went missing. If he had been killed mm-hmm. four, well, or died four months prior to that, uh-huh. we would probably be saying, well, and obviously his career was on a downturn because he had this other, you know, I mean, yeah. there's cases that always well, go it, it not wasn't, according to plan.
3: Well, as far as his career went, the money wasn't his big problem. But, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Uh, yeah. It could be that Smith and Poindexter, who were on trial just then, had ordered a hit on Luna based on the dumb criminal reasoning that if the prosecutor is killed, then the prosecution goes away. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I i mean, I guess I don't have as much of a problem with it being involved with that case as I think a lot of other people do, because uh-huh. in my mind, you know, they're a part of gangs. Yeah. It's not as though they were just these two men who happened to yeah, be... Yeah, they're part of an organization. They were part of an organization, and yeah. granted... They knew and their lawyers knew that they were about to get a really good plea deal, but it could have looked from the outside as though they either, it was obvious that Warren had snitched and they were like, well, these guys are going to snitch too. And we have to get rid of the prosecution for some reason. That makes sense. Or (laughs) it could have been that it looked like to them that the way that logic follows, right? It's not a good logic, but that getting rid of the prosecutor means getting rid of the prosecution. Yeah. And that it looked like from the outside that these guys were going to go away for a really long time. Maybe even one of them was going to have the death penalty enforced on them. And and you know, to some outside game member, it was worth killing this guy to get rid of that yeah, possibility. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't think the plea deal itself negates their threat or somebody that they cared about them the mm-hmm. threat.
3: It would, uh, yeah, it would take a remarkably dumb criminal to think. But maybe they were the thinking process was like. Well, if we whack the prosecutor, then all any other prosecutor will be afraid to take this case, and so they'll just decide to plead it out or and drop criminals it. Criminals are
1: often very dumb. And they listen, we, yeah. we have
0: seen that work. I mean, if you think about all of the judge killings that happened in South America oh, yeah. you know, for years and years, uh, who the guys who would prosecute That's drug cases. That's how Pablo
3: Escobar operated. Yeah. It, was, oh, yeah. it worked and really well for him for a long time. And suddenly nobody would
0: prosecute. I mean, oh, yeah. so th- this this thinking is out there, and there is a set logic to prove that some Sometimes it works. Yeah, I it think only... this is a little early in the process to try to these guys exact that
1: agreed. action. But
3: yeah, these guys were not big enough or rich enough. They weren't Pablo Escobar, you know. They, uh, <laughs> they, they just well, yeah. in
1: fairness, Pablo Escobar wasn't always Pablo Escobar.
3: No, he he started out small too. Yeah, yeah, I know. So
1: they could have been the next Pablo Escobar.
3: Maybe they were angling to be Pablo. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I hope not. because We don't need that here. But uh, there is one problem that I have with the murder theory, which is that, as I mentioned before, no evidence was found in the car to suggest any, that anybody had been in it. Uh, tire tracks don't indicate a second vehicle at the scene, so how the killer get away? You know, there were no footprints, like, say, in the mud at the, at the edge of the creek that didn't belong to Jonathan Luna. Yeah, so, I guess I
1: don't. I also don't have as big a problem with that as you do because yeah. I, there's so much time unaccounted for in his night. Yeah, and particularly near the end of his night, uh-huh. that we don't. Uh, it's possible that he could have, you know, been meeting somebody on the side of the road, gotten stabbed uh-huh. a bunch, hopped back in his car, or fallen into his car or whatever, mm. and knocked it, it, in it drive, and, and then yeah, been automatic. like, oh god, been super disoriented yeah. and kind of run there, into a.
3: Yeah, I mean there is that possibility. I mean it. It doesn't. The evidence does indicate, like I said, that he drove behind the building and then stopped mm-hmm. the car, mm-hmm. and then the car wow. goes again and goes into the creek. So maybe somebody attacks him there. Yeah, at that I, spot where he stopped. And I he yeah, I had the, the exact
0: same thought that so, there's yeah. a fight goes on. I still think the blood in the back seat is That's, the thing that mm, makes me yeah. think that he had to have been in the back seat because if it's his hands and then his neck and all of that. There would have to be a lot of blood soaking through the seat for it to uh. have reached the, the back of the car on the yeah. floorboard.
2: Well,
3: if it's a so it seat, it... it can kind of go down between the back and the, and the, and right. the bottom of yeah, the okay, seat. Yeah, okay, but you know? to me
0: it indicates more that he was in the rear of the car for some reason. Mm-hmm. So then whatever happens, whoever does it walks away and then he... Clambers his way into the driver's seat to try and get away, but all he's able to do is, as we just said, knock it into gear, and the car just idles forwards until it thunks off the edge,
3: and then he gets uh, and it
0: gets high centered and can't keep going.
3: Yeah, and he gets out and stumbles into the creek, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that girl awesome. that
0: wrecked in front of my house. You know, he gets out all drunkenly, tries to figure out what's going on, except he is literally dying yeah. and yeah. falls off the edge of the creek.
3: Yeah. Yeah, then, I don't know. Uh, but then there's there's the knife. So what happens is that uh, maybe the killer walks up to him, you know, and where he's laying face down in the in the mud and the water. And drops the knife next to him maybe. Well they didn't find or... it until
1: six weeks later. So yeah. it could have been planted or that yeah. could have also not been the murder weapon. We don't know. It could have
3: been a random pen knife. Yeah. It could
1: have been one that he had in his breast pocket all the time and just fell out as he fell and mm-hmm. And it was
0: neutrally buoyant like hard drives <laughs> and so it yeah.
1: floated the whole
0: it floated a while downstream. Yeah.
3: Yeah, speaking of, of hard drives that are lost and found, this one did sort of happen right around the time that Ray Gricker disappeared yeah, it did. also. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mr. Gricker.
3: There, there were some a few people that did actually draw some, some lines oh, yeah. in between these cases.
0: suggestions for the Luna case came in like wildfire yeah. after we did Ray, Ray Gricker. Gricker.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Um well so that's it for murder for now but uh, let's get let's go on to something else accident uh this is a hypothesis uh that law enforcement came up with which is which was that given his problems especially with you know the cash thing and everything else but he might have luna might have staged his own abduction and employee to kind of gain sympathy and mm-hmm. maybe divert attention from his poor performance in the trial that was going on that week and also, of course, the the whole money thing. Yeah. And even if he wasn't guilty of stealing the money, just for me, taking a polygraph, especially something that could be a kind of career-ending kind of thing, would be stressful enough. Even well, especially because
1: yeah. it turns out polygraphs are not accurate. so accurate.
3: No, they're yeah. not. They're not at all. Yeah. All, you know, the, all they measure is how nervous you are, not mm-hmm. how truthful you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, it really isn't fair in a lot of ways. Perhaps he takes a drive to clear his head a little bit, hatches this idea of faking an abduction, gets out his pocket knife, starts sticking himself to make it look like he'd been tortured You know, by, by his abductors. Cutting his hands up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he drives around till he finds a suitable place uh, where he stabs himself more deeply to make it look like a real attempted murder. Uh, but unfortunately for him, he screwed up and severed his carotid artery, mm-hmm. starts bleeding like a stuck pig. Whoops, didn't mean to do that exactly. And of course, as you know, if you cut the carotid artery, not only do you bleed a lot, but your blood flow to your brain. Yeah. Is cut off. Yeah. It's
0: diverted. Well, it's diverted.
3: I mean, you've still got the one on the other side that's still, but still, you know.
0: You're at 50% capacity.
3: That's not good. No. (laughs) Not good at all. That's not what you want. Yeah. He he might not have been too clear-headed in his final moments, but that might explain why the car winds up partially in the ditch and he winds up face down. Maybe he thought it would be a good idea to get out and... Stumble into the ditch for some reason. Again, his brain probably wasn't working at capacity. Fall so trips, falls down. You know, listen, and...
0: I can I can see where this theory is going. This is much like what's his name, Anthony Weiner, years ago when he said, "I was hiking the Appalachian Trail" because it was the first thing that he thought of to try to get out of trouble. Uh-huh. And this could be the same thing. Ray, Ray, uh, Ray car. Jonathan Luna, is suddenly like, "What do I do? What do I do? I'm I'm going to get attacked. I'm uh-huh. just going to get attacked." Yeah, but it's just. It's such a screwy idea and it took him so long to go about it Mm -hmm. that it, it seems him, it doesn't seem like it's a real idea. If somebody does this, you would think they would just like drive off into the hood and cut themselves up and then dial 911 and say, I've been attacked because Mm -hmm. that's an easy way to get out of it. Yeah. This seems like a long drive and a lot of stuff to do yeah. before going and starting his sympathy campaign. Agree.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it definitely would have made more sense to. Um Really, you know, I mean, uh, just go down and pick a fight with some homeless guys and get beat up real bad, and then and then go like just throw yourself down in an alley where the police will find you. I was gonna say, for a
1: a guy like Luna in Baltimore, it probably would not be so hard to get real beat up, (laughs) real
3: probably not that hard, and actually
1: probably less painful than cutting yourself thirty six times Uh on the hands. yes. that's it. Just yeah, it's illogical.
3: Yeah. I, yeah this to one, quote this, Spock. This one is not impossible uh, at all, but it's it's a little bit of a stretch, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we've done murder, we've done an accident. What's left? Hmm. Suicide. Uh, so we already talked a bit about some of the stressors in Luna's life that might have made him want to take his own life. Um, he had, again, we're talking possible marriage issues, debt, uh, legal jeopardy from the missing 38000 bucks. His boss didn't like him. His job was maybe in jeopardy also. And I haven't gotten into it too deeply yet, but let's talk about this now, which was his very bad day that day of December 3rd in court. Oh, okay. He had a rough day. Um, uh, As I I said, the trial of Smith & Poindexter began December 1st, Monday. Uh, And from the very beginning, the defense attorneys, well, they had found out something that had been withheld from them by the prosecution. Which is, they found out about Warren. They knew Warren was going to be a witness. And
0: by the way, for folks who aren't aware, especially those that don't live in this country, the rule of law when you're on trial is that the prosecution shares its information yeah. with the defense. You, yeah, don't, this is you called, can't keep things hidden.
3: Yeah, this is called discovery, the discovery process. Yes. And, and they can't withhold stuff. Uh-huh. That's that's a big no-no.
0: I believe the yeah. defense can to a degree, but not not yeah. the prosecution.
3: No. They're, they Because they're the to, ones
0: proving it.
3: Yeah. So they've got to, like, because everything they're going to throw at them, they have to show them ahead of time so they can, you know. Defend c- against come it. Come up with an argument against it. You right. Know? Right.
0: So our boy yeah. is being a jerk and going around and selling drugs and doing so all of the other things. In the neighborhood,
3: possibly. You know, there's yeah. some intimations that he might have murdered a person or two. Uh, what a great thing stuff.
0: to do while you're wearing a wire! Uh,
3: oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think he did that when he was wearing the wire. And he also he also wasn't I wearing don't. his ankle bracelet either. He took that off whenever he felt like it. Uh, oh, again, I, you know, it's funny. I always thought those things couldn't just be removed,
0: but maybe it was an early model.
3: Yeah, apparently they can if you know what you're doing. Yeah, but the fact that Warren had broken the rules of his plea agreement and also the fact that he was a paid informant did i mention that he was paid I don't not think yet I did, no. did i yeah he was getting paid for this i mean all those things actually those are relevant to the prosecutor because they they go to his credibility as a yeah. prosecution witness but the uh, defense had not been told about this stuff well so they made a stink about it from day one and as of day two They actually were starting to raise the possibility that this constituted actually a big cover-up by the FBI and the Department of Justice of Warren's behavior. The judge, the judge in this case, his name was uh, William Quarles, federal judge, um, basically said that uh, the, the trial should continue uh, because they still, despite Warren's lack of credibility as a witness, they still had all the tapes, so mm-hmm. there's still some evidence. So, it's might admissible well, evidence. Yeah, might as, yeah. as well go ahead with this stuff now that. And, and now, of course, the jury has been informed as to Warren's transgressions while he was an informant, and so well, we'll just continue. And, you know, you can bring it up in appeal, guys. And uh, so they went ahead with that. On the morning of December 3rd, FBI agent Steve Skinner, remember him, he testified. Agent Skinner. Agent Skinner, yeah. Uh, and he let slip that also did another thing about Warren Grace, which I just mentioned. He was a paid informant, which, again, this is the first time that the defense found out about this. So you can imagine, they hit the roof. They... Uh, We're very upset about not having been informed of this because, I mean, obviously, if the guy's getting paid, he's got an incentive to just say whatever the prosecution wants, right? Absolutely. It it damages his credibility with the jury, or at least it should, right? He becomes a yes man at that point. Or puppet. Yeah, so at this point, of course, Skinner went on to, to actually admit to all of Warren's violations of this plea deal, which they had turned a blind eye to. The defense at this point made a motion for dismissal of charges based on prosecutorial misconduct, and again on this FBI prosecution cover-up of all these crimes hmm. of this guy, really, who should not have been inform- an informant. He should have been arrested and locked up. Yeah. And uh, Judge Quarles refused to dismiss, but he did agree to schedule an investigation into the way Luna and the FBI had handled their informant. So this is not good news for Jonathan Luna, and also for if FBI Agent Skinner. It definitely could be a career ending any kind of thing, this investigation into the informant, but also the fact that he had basically withheld evidence. He was gaming the system. Yeah, and so... It looks um, like
0: he was gaming the system anyway.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's prosecutorial misconduct, really. And so Jonathan Lewis started that week just a few days before with this easy slam-dunk drug case, and now two days later it's blowing up in his face, big time. And I'm not a lawyer, but I, I I think that he could have probably been disbarred for his conduct uh, in withholding that information.
0: Possible. It seems like, It's yeah.
3: possible. So we're talking uh, losing his job and just a loss of livelihood. He can't be a lawyer anymore. Professional disgrace. And probably a few other people in the, uh, the attorney's office, the FBI, were also feeling a little bit of heat. I'm sure Agent Skinner was not happy about how this whole thing was turning out.
0: Yeah, he didn't want to go work at Best Buy. <laughs>
3: no, probably not. <laughs> And so this thing had to be had to be made to go away. And this is why Jonathan Luna approached the defense lawyers uh, a little bit later over the lunch break and offered them a plea deal, which would solve everybody's problem, right? Uh, and but of course Poindexter, remember he's the guy who's want who's going to be tried for murder. Yeah, he knew he was holding a strong hand, uh, and so he demanded the charges against Poindexter be dropped for murder. And Luna agreed to this, but there was a hitch, which is that federal law makes it illegal, essentially to plea bargain away a case that is murder if it is drug-related. So Hmm. So that couldn't have gone away. He couldn't actually make the case go away that easy, yeah. And so he was kind of caught between a rock and a hard place, and unfortunately for him, he couldn't really gloss over the drug angle of this whole case because... He remember he was going to prosecute the murder, and he'd already he'd already built his case. He'd already submitted briefs and documents and all kinds of stuff documenting through the discovery process, right? Yeah, the documenting that this murder was indeed very, very much drug related. Right. So, so he's got to square this circle somehow. Uh, he's the the judge, Judge Quarles, was informed of this pending plea agreement. Told Luna to have it ready in the morning for him uh, at nine thirty the next day. So he goes back to his office to do a little creative writing, but like I said, it appears he was having a little trouble squaring that circle, uh, because when he left his office later that night, the Smith agreement was all done. The Poindexter agreement was only about half done. Uh, they were found the next day on his computer by another lawyer in the office, and so Jonathan Luna perhaps was looking at professional ruin with the way this this case was going. Now, could this possibility of professional ruin and loss of livelihood could it drive a man to kill himself? Yeah, I would say yeah, it could. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah it just depends. I mean, yeah. a lot of it depends on on know, all kinds of stuff, imponderables. Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't know, but I definitely I would say that, that it was you know definitely entirely possible that his very very bad day was the thing that sort of tipped him, tipped over, him over the edge. Yeah. Into the into the whole suicide thing. Yeah. That and yeah. working at Best Buy. Yeah, yeah, the possibility of working at Best Buy. It's
1: not the worst job ever.
3: No, probably not. I've actually Walmart had some. greeter. That's the worst job. Oh, Maybe yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Yeah. I think you know the guys who have to go down and like dig through poop. It's probably a bad job. Oh, yeah. sanitary or yeah. sanitation workers. Probably not a very fun job. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah but they're suck. paid really well. They yeah. do. Get and paid you got to well.
0: you got to prove that's a union job. I yeah. think.
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, but I that's think off I, track. I Sorry, think I would yeah. rather dig through poop all day than stand at the in, in the door of Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I think. I, yeah, give me the poop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, back to our case here. Uh, And as for the plea agreements, uh, they were found on Luna's computer, as I said, the next morning on the 4th. Another lawyer in the office quickly finished writing the Poindexter agreement delivered to the court. It was signed. Everybody lived happily ever after. Except uh, Jonathan Luna. Except Jonathan Luna. Even if the plea deal was, well, a little hanky. It was kind of... uh, Pretty uh, illegal. Kind
1: of
0: illegal. Uh. That kind of puts a nail in the suicide theory because... If a second lawyer came in and had to finish the plea deal in a couple of hours, and it was still accepted, yeah. and they didn't know about Luna at that point. They that did means... not
3: yet know. I don't believe they knew right. about Luna Right, so it yet.
0: wasn't as if they were motivated, oh, well, let's just get this taken care of because the guy died. Then... Well, it proves that the drive of, oh God, this whole thing's going to fall apart. Maybe, I mean, if he's as good of a lawyer as he appeared to have been, Uh
1: he may have known that he could push that through. I feel like sometimes all it takes is a new set of eyes to come up with the way to square that or round the circle, square the the circle. circle or whatever it is. I mean, you know, sometimes it's, it's. It can seem like, you know, in his brain, on top of everything else, it's like, oh, my God, there's no way I can make this legal. I'm already in trouble and kind of, you know, in bad shape with things maybe being illegal. If I push yeah. this through and it's also illegal, it just adds to the pile of stuff yeah. that people can bring against me. Yeah, I don't know how to figure this out. And then a new lawyer comes in and is like, I don't know. Just, yeah, this is an easy solution in my brain, but. Other people would never think of it.
3: Well, and also, um, it, it may be, if these rumors are true that uh, Luna's boss didn't like him and was out to get him, then Luna's boss obviously would catch this. Would have and, been
1: looking for a reason. And,
3: and it would be the sort of thing that he could actually, you know, I don't know how much of a stink you want to make because it's embarrassing to your office. So it's He's... one of the things that get it would get Luna fired, but the other guy... The other lawyer probably talked to the same boss and said, gee, boss, what do you want to do? And the boss probably said, just make this go away.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, you and that's know? the thing is that I know
3: so, I can't remember the,
0: the boss's name. It's Biagio or there's yeah, a, there's a Biagio name. in there or something. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he didn't like Luna. So it may yeah. be that Luna realized that even if the plea deal could be completed and go through, mm-hmm. the boss was going to fire him. But at that point, if the boss fires him, while it might be a bit of professional disgrace, it's not professional ruin because he still would have his license. In
3: theory, yeah, he would still unless, be able to
0: practice law.
3: Well, yeah, unless the boss decided to say make a, make a stink out of. The whole withholding of evidence and just say, look, I'm going to refer you for, to the, to whatever they have. They have their office of, IA, profe- internal like the, affairs of some kind. Yeah, way, like yeah. the office, you know, the, you know, office of professional responsibility like the FBI has. You know, I
1: suspect, yeah, you know. that if, if, you know, you go. <laughs> You go and say, yeah, I got fired from my last job because I, um, withheld a lot of evidence and wrote an illegal plea deal. Yeah. That's going to throw up some flags. Most guys Probably. that are in You're that. You're going to better it, call Saul yourself. Just
0: like Willie McCrae, people who get fired from those kind of jobs, they go into private practice. Yeah. They, yeah. Because then... You don't have to tell anybody that. Uh, you say, I left working for the U.S. government because
3: it's a crock and a crooked system and blah, 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 just, flat earth. It was all just bureaucracy and yeah. putting away poor people. And I hated it.
2: Yeah. Right. right. Because yeah. I
3: love the poor. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, that'll be $500. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's. Uh, but let's talk about... Let's go back to the murder theory for a second. Um, so we already we're talked circling about... circling back on this yeah, square. we're going to circle back for us just a second because there's been a lot of... Well, I don't know how much, but I know that people... There's actually been at least one book written about this case. A lot of intimations out there that perhaps uh, it might have been FBI, etc., DOJ, some people in the government who murdered Luna uh, for the simple reason that, yeah, there was this this big, explosive, scandalous cluster that had come up in this trial. And it was going to, because of because of the, uh, the defense had found out about Warren Grace's conduct, and the fact of the matter is is that they basically protected a real menace to society out there in the street out there, instead of arresting the guy. That's a little scandalous. And maybe some people wanted to keep that covered up, and maybe Jonathan Luna basically said, you know, guys... I can't, I can't cover this up in good conscience. I can't conscience. I can't do that. And so they decided, well, okay, Jonathan, what we're going to do is find somebody else to write that, uh, write that agreement, and we're going to whack you. So yeah. you so, so wait
0: so you have turned what you initially stated as revisiting the murder theory into a giant government cover-up theory,
3: a giant conspiracy. So
0: you've actually added your fourth theory, yeah, in, sir.
3: Well, and the reason I well the, well it's murder though, but the reason I brought I, I just bring it up is I don't want any of our listeners to start doing a little reading on this and just say, wow, they totally missed this whole government conspiracy thing. But mm-hmm. well, I picked up on it. So if you look at that, I mean. What's the, you know? It, I, I could see where if Luna was not going to be a team player, they said, "Well, what are we going to do about this?" And so they they the to be killed, and then they sort of you know they, they pursue the investigation as good as, as well as they can, and then they just start leaking all this stuff to the press, as I mentioned before, it's a smear campaign, mm-hmm. well, kind of a smear campaign, and then and then and then and, and, and it's like if they find any evidence of, of like, any actual murder at the site, they just sort of quietly you know ditch that and. And they keep leaking stuff and leaking stuff, and then finally it's just like, yeah, it must have been suicide. That's the best we can come up with. Okay. So that's that's kind of the theory that's out there.
1: But di- now, but he was right. I mean, he was actively writing.
3: Yeah, it the might have been plea bargain,
1: wasn't he? Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, he was. I think you know. I but you know, you never know. He might have had a change of heart. He had at least one conversation on the phone with somebody that we don't know who it was. So he might have had a change of heart. But here's the. Here's the deal is that if he had a change of heart and just said, look, I just can't write this, then somebody could have said some, somebody else from his office or whoever could have just said, okay, here's what you do. Jonathan, we just need you to keep your mouth shut. You don't have to write it. All you got to do is go to the men's room, go to the dirtiest toilet, drink a cup of water out of that toilet (laughs) <laughs> then go to the ER, and you know, because <laughs> you're going to be sick as a dog, and you've got a credible. you basically
0: become indisposed, and you cannot yeah. be responsible. And
3: then somebody else will step in and write it for you. You know, and we'll make the whole thing go away. Yeah, that would have been an easier way Cashier rather than oil or driving something. around yeah. for four, four Get and a half cat. hours in the countryside, stabbing him repeatedly with a knife. You know, and trying to find a good suitable spot for you know for the final coup de grace.
1: Yeah, it does seem to me that if the FBI were gonna kill him. Yeah, they would have done a better job of it. You would think. Or I like mean, a cleaner it job. It seems like
3: a really random weird murder, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They but it's have. just, yeah, it's all and really also, random and weird. Well, and here's the weird thing is uh, the guy's office was in freaking Baltimore for Christ's sakes. I mean, it's one of those cities that alternates with like Detroit and New Orleans and a few other places. It's the murder capital yeah <laughs> i don't know why you
1: wouldn't just take him out again to like one of the bad the worst neighborhoods and you know shoot him once
3: make it look like a mucking yeah 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 i know but
0: i still don't think that it was an accident and i still don't think it was a suicide no i agree because of the the stuff that i have read about I mean, the cuts on his hands, I'm not 100% in agreement with that, but I can get behind that maybe he did that to himself. So yeah. I would think that if your hands are bleeding, you're you're going to start having a hard time hanging onto a knife just because it's going to be slippery. But let's just ignore that. The fact that there are some cuts on his head and his his back that seem to be hard to get to, and his genitals. Because again, no, no dude that isn't into that kind of pleasure pain stuff is just going to... Willingly start playing with his junk with a knife well, yeah. to, but to do... try and to misdirect it. Like that seems like that's something someone does when they are, does does, does <laughs> when they are trying to make someone suffer.
1: Yeah, but I, it's I torture. Guess it, no, it is. If it happened, right? Because that's the big problem with this case is that we don't know if that's actually what happened? It could be that there, it was just a bunch of kind of shallow cuts, you know, around and then, uh, oops, a slip and you cut your carotid artery or, you know, maybe you do it in, unintentionally, but uh, there's no, there's no real way to know. Yeah. Right now, You're someday right. in the future, ideally we'll, we'll know. Yeah. You know. I, Cause if, if that is the case, absolutely. Yeah, of I course. Just, I mean, even without that, I do think it was probably a murder, but, yeah,
0: I just don't know why the politician would have any incentive to lie about somebody slicing up his Ghibli bits.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, again, I don't know. This is this is one of the, the irritating things is that uh, law enforcement is still keeping it open. Uh, I'm not sure why. It might be that there is something really hanging going on with law enforcement, so they're yeah. keeping it open so they don't have to allow people to look at their files. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 There be.
0: there is a lot of conspiracy stuff about that. Yeah.
3: You know, and another odd thing, too, is that uh, in all the leaks that have come out, all the statements that have come out from law enforcement about all these things that all these reasons that he might have killed himself, they never once mentioned the Smith-Poindexter trial as a possible motivator for his suicide. Interesting that, don't you think? Maybe they're trying to spare him a little professional embarrassment. I don't know. But it seems to me that his bad day in court was uh, as strong a motivator for suicide as most other things that were going on in his life. And yeah. they didn't even mention it ever. Yeah. Or it's as, kind of interesting.
1: You know, of murder or something. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to come down on the side of suicide just because I'm feeling, you know, I don't know, kind of obstreperous today. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. That's it for this week. Uh, if you've got any theories of your own, well, you can contact us uh, at our email, which is thinking sideways podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we also have a website, thinkingsidewayspodcast.com, dot uh, in case you didn't know that, where you can find uh, our episodes. And you can find links to go, you know, buy merch and cool stuff like that. We have links to our Instagram and our, and all, have, of our all of our social media. All of our social media. We've got links there. Yeah. So yes, yeah, go to the website, and you can also download and listen to us on iTunes, where you can subscribe. You can give us a rating and a review. Uh, High rating, great review, and you can stream us, of course, from anywhere, and most importantly of all, Stitcher Premium. Uh, Of course, we're on Facebook, where we have a group and a page. Um, Like the page, join the group. Yeah. Don't friend the page. And uh, we're also on Twitter, where we are Thinking Sideways, and we have a subreddit, Thinking Sideways, of course. Oh, yeah, and of course, we are on Instagram, where we're just... And we've got posting all kinds of fantastic stuff oh, on there. Oh, so much. So much. And, of course, Twitter. And, uh, Where
0: there's all kinds of bird-based things happening. Tweet, tweet, tweet.
3: Yeah. Tweet. yeah. Uh, it's that's a feathery a... thing. Yeah, I know. Silly twit.
0: That was foul. Oh,
3: my God. Oh. oh, God. Oh, I... <laughs> God. Yeah, you're supposed to make puns about the mystery that we've covered. No. Oh, wait about till Twitter. we get there. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Oh. You there? Okay. Well, I think it is about that time. Time for the bad puns. Uh, Devin, you got any bad puns? No. No? Yeah? Steve has one, I'm sure. It's been a stabbing good time. No. No, nah, that wasn't that great. Yeah.
0: Oh, come on. Uh, I'm a cut up. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: That was even oh less great. Yeah. Okay. All right, oh. I got nothing. I'm not going to make fun of some poor guy's murder. Shame me on either. you, Steve. Yeah. Oh, that's just because
0: <laughs> I cut yeah. you out and yeah. you're upset about
3: it. Yeah, you outclassed me. Uh, all right. See you guys next week. Bye, guys. I got a Ginsu
0: knife.